We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. This is At Home Connecticut, hosted by Joey Burgoyne, highlighting events and happenings that are taking place in your home. Connecticut on WTIC News Talk 1080. Good morning and welcome to another episode of At Home in Connecticut. I'm your host, Joey Burgoyne. And one thing we've done on this show over the months of the show is to highlight some of the outdoor activities, you know, get people outside or do some family-friendly activities and enjoy what we have going on here in Connecticut. And one of the things a lot of people do when spring is coming, summer, and all year round for that matter, is just doing stuff outdoors, whether it be hiking, swimming, fishing. And one of the things I was interested in is we've had an extremely mild winter, and I love the snow. I love the cold. I'm no more happy than when it's snowing and peaceful outside, but you have to be outside. So with spring coming in a mild winter, I want to talk to someone about that. And joining me this morning is Dr. Gail Ridge. She's an associate scientist at the Connecticut Agriculture Experimentation Station. And Dr., good morning and thank you for joining me today. Good morning. How are you doing? We're doing great. So, you know, we've had a mild winter. So how does that affect the insects, the little pests, but we need them in life? that are going to come out early in the spring? Are we going to see them coming out earlier and more abundant? You know, what should we be prepared for? Um, they are also being affected um, by this mild winter. It may be to their benefit. It may not be. Um, one example of this are the honeybees. Mm-hmm. And they're not exactly pests. They're agricultural and beneficial to... Um, our food system here, uh, is that uh, they can be fooled uh, into um, becoming more active in these warmer periods. Um, What happens is that um, with that, they will use up their reserves in the hive. And um, if we enter a cold period, for instance, in March, Uh, they have lost their larder. They've lost their store of food and will starve to death. So um, honeybees are particularly vulnerable to this um, type of winter that is mild. And so beekeepers should be very aware of this and check their hives and make sure that the bees have enough food to get through uh, to the spring. Is that just because, you know, the bees are thinking that, okay, spring's coming, so things are going to be in bloom, we'll be able to get production going for ourselves, but not realizing, oh, wait, Mother Nature has other plans. Yes, yeah, (laughs) the plants haven't exactly got the uh, memo at this point, and so the honeybees uh, will have uh, issues of um, getting enough food to get themselves through. 
And so that's interesting, you know, because we do think of just the insects that bother some to us mm. in the spring and summer, but the beneficial, the bees, and another one that's big in this area that helps a lot is ladybugs. Yes. Uh, again, um, I'm getting calls with ladybugs, particularly the, um, uh, the multicolored Asian lady beetle that comes into people's homes in the, f- in the autumn, in the fall. Um, they are more active earlier. Also, the brown marmorated stink bug that enters buildings in the fall and over winter. They're getting calls uh, in on that, and that is an agricultural pest. Again, uh, being fooled and uh, thinking that there's an early spring coming on, and so they're becoming active. And if they did find themselves um, outside, they, they would have great difficulty in surviving the next month to six weeks before food picked up for them. And if I'm correct, I was told that if you know you do encounter a stink bug in your house, you don't squish it. You need to like ball it up in a tissue and throw it away outside. Is that true? Because I guess that when you kill it, the pheromones or something attract more. No, there's a little gland um, in the um, equivalent of the hip area, <laughs> of the insect, um, which uh, the uh, the um, which is used by the insect um, to repel birds. It's noxious. Um, generally, um, folks are not finding the brown marmorated stink bug particularly um, odious, mm-hmm. as far as that is concerned. It's a mild, relatively mild scent compared to other uh, stink bugs. Um, but yes, this is not a good idea to catch and release. Um, if one is found, I would suggest you put it into a little Ziploc bag and freeze it. Okay. Um, and that will dispatch it very nicely, and, and it's pretty painless for the insect. And one of the, you know, as we're speaking of dispatching or getting rid of them, mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna run into mosquitoes eventually. I mean, it mm-hmm. seems like they're already starting to come out when we've had these few warm days. Yeah. And there's so many different products on the market. You have Deep, you have Permethrin, you have Picardin, but they all seem to work a little bit different. Is there one that kind of can do everything when we're out and adventuring this spring, or do we have to kind of use them in their proper format? Use them in their proper format and be very judicious on use. Um, Never apply any of these things directly to the skin. Um, The skin will do um, a measure of absorption, Mm -hmm. and so it would undermine efficacy. Um, but these, you know, you need to double check that they, any of these products and other products that are for sale have been checked out by the EPA. Because that's one thing, you know, we go, I go camping a lot in the summer. We actually have a seasonal campsite over in East Hampton. So we're there almost six months out of the year. And the amount of mosquitoes and one of my sons, he's a tick magnet. If you need to find ticks in a location, just stick him there. And yep. ticks love that child. But that's interesting because, you know, we always think of spraying ourselves for mosquitoes and bugs. We spray our arms. And in the summer, you're spraying your shorts or your legs because you're wearing shorts. Mm-hmm. But that's not the best thing because, like I said, your skin is absorbing that. So it's not as beneficial <laughs> to you to spray your skin. Mm. No. No, you're actually undermining your efforts for protection. So if you're out and about, wear light clothing, light cotton, um, light material on which you could spray the um, the repellent. So that's interesting. So, I mean, is there... Is there one that's better for certain things, you know, whether it be ticks, because ticks are going to be, that's another thing this year. You guys just did your study on the the tick survey, you know, more invasive species of ticks are coming into this area. So people do need to be more diligent about checking themselves frequently. And we have, it's, it's, 
we're going to call it a running joke, but it's not a running joke where we just randomly yell to the kids, tick check. And everyone comes over and we do a quick tick check and they get Absolutely. off, you know, off and running again. But we, I don't see a lot of other parents doing that. So that's why is there something that, you know, especially for the ticks to spray ourselves with or do we just kind of have to use everything to our advantage and when we can use it? Again, a, compli- uh, a combination of different approaches, uh, using a repellent, particularly on socks and shoes when, when you're out in the, in the woods hiking, can repel ticks. Um, but uh, additionally, tick checking, um, particularly hairline um, at the top of the neck at the back is a place people often miss and ticks can attach there. Um, areas like the trough down the center of the back um, and other areas that you don't see, you can always use a mirror to check. The best technique for looking for ticks on the skin is actually touch, Um, particularly if you're a person who has a lot of freckles Mm -hmm. or imperfections on the skin. A small um, tick may not be spotted visually, but it will be easily um, picked up through touch because we're very touch-sensitive. And we can find things on our skins with our fingertips better than actually looking for them. So let's say, you know, you do find one. You know, someone does find a tick. Now, there's all the rumors and myths about different ways of removing it or disposing it. What's the preferred method and the safest method, if you will, for the person to remove said tick? Um, Is to have a um, set of very fine tip forceps. And place the forceps against the mouth parts of the attached tick, right against the skin, and very slowly pull straight up. Don't yank or, or um, cause any stress. And what will happen is a little bit of cement that the mouth parts of the tick has used to lock itself into place will slowly crack and it'll unzip the tick. And then the tick can then be uh, pulled away from the skin. And one of the other rumors I heard, I don't know if it's rumor or not, you know, if you do find a tick, the whole Lyme disease signs, there's the bullseye, Mm -hmm. but I was under interpretation if the tick is, you know, on for a very short time. So that's why if you do, if you are outdoors, suggest, you know, tick checks every hour or so, or when you stop, you know, do a quick tick check, that if it's not embedded for an X amount of time, there's a very slight chance you might get Lyme disease. Yes, there's a bit of an engineering project that goes on when ticks attach and they need time to do that um, from 24 to 36 hours. So you don't need to exhaust yourself checking every hour or so when you're out during the day. Um, An evening check before bedtime is the ideal time where you can just spend a few extra minutes just checking over each other or feeling with your fingertips Mm -hmm. uh, for the ticks. Um, And that's well within the attachment time period for a tick. Um, to establish and commence feeding. Okay, now let's move to the other flying, because ticks really don't fly, they just jump around a little bit, but the mosquitoes. Mosquitoes in my, (laughs) over the past few years, the mosquitoes seem to have exploded in population, and they're more annoying than ever. (laughs) Yes. Now, is a mosquito a beneficial insect, or is it just a nuisance? Well, beneficial to fish. Um, You know, the immature stages are a good source of food for fish and other Um, living organisms in water columns. Um, They're beneficial to the pathogens that they can um, transmit to um, their hosts. Um, But they're just like any other organism around the planet. They they generally uh, take advantage of everybody else's (laughs) hard work by taking a blood meal. 
Now, that's another, you know, we've all gotten mosquitoes. They've all bitten us. Now, what's the best way in your mind to dispatch if a mosquito is biting? You just kill it, move along? Should you wipe down the area afterwards with an alcohol pad if you got them? Or? Um, generally, just slap it. <laughs> and don't itch. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, you know, you can get irritation, and then, you know, mild um, anti-irritant cream can be applied. Um, but generally... Um, uh, most insect species, and we have a, a number of species in Connecticut, mind their own business. They're not interested mm-hmm. in humans. They 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 go after other other um, animals and living organisms. And, uh, so, but the human biters can be unpleasant, uh, particularly um, the freshwater mosquitoes, and some can be quite aggressive. So, what you do is in your area um, address. Um, Standing water situations, um, such as abandoned tires where water can get trapped. Um, bird baths, need to change bird bath water at least once every couple of days. Just keep it fresh and stop the females from coming in and laying their eggs and, and establishing populations there. Um, avoiding early morning and late afternoon dusk time periods um, in mosquito-prone areas or wearing long sleeve clothing with repellents um, can be very helpful. And, you know, we've been discussing the nuisance insects, but I don't want to let pe- I don't want people to think, you know, spring's coming, summer's coming, stay indoors, don't get outside. Mm. Go, like I said, I have my three boys going outside, and one of them, he loves just digging up insects or worms or finding new little, little friends, as he calls them. Mm. I mean, being outdoors and for children to be playing in this environment and understanding what's around them, there's a lot of beneficial insects and just, you know, going somewhere and watching whether it's a garden, watching the bees behave with the other insects or going out at night and nightcrawler hunting. There's a lot of great things to do outside in agriculture and bugs, if you will, that people should really get outdoors and experiment with. Oh, yes. People should not change their... um desires to be outside and enjoy the outdoors it's a wonderful you know place to be it's just with um the bad actors uh, floating around it's just to be aware and be educated on how to respond and what to do and so you can enjoy the outdoors perfectly safely and that's a perfect closing statement go out enjoy the outdoors Absolutely. safely responsibly and you know Springtime is a beautiful time in New England. Everything's blooming and coming back to life, and outdoors is a perfect place to enjoy that. <laughs> exactly. So there's nothing wrong with getting outdoors, finding a little insect, just watching it. You know, just sit there and watch a little insect, enjoy what it's doing. It's got a purpose in life. Just unwind a little bit and enjoy the outdoors because there's so much that could be said for doing nothing outdoors that brings so much value back to you. Absolutely. In more ways than one. Yeah. So again, joining me this morning is Dr. Gail Ridge. She's an associate scientist at the Connecticut Agriculture Experiment Station. And if people wanted some more information, because I know you guys do, you know, if someone does have a tick on them, they can bring it to you and you guys do test it. And so if people want to learn more information about where can we send people to? Uh, they can uh, be sent to me, or you can go to the Experiment Station website and um, pick up the submission form for tick testing. Um, it is a free service for the citizens of Connecticut and should be uh, used. And uh, we, are, we have a great team here. Results can be turned around pretty quickly, and it's so important for peace of mind.
And that's it. Again, get outside, enjoy the outdoors. There's nothing wrong. And that's why I wanted this episode to be, you know, spring's coming. But as long as we go out there safely and prepared, you can still enjoy it. So, Doctor, I thank you for joining me this morning. And I hope you get out this summer and spring, too, and enjoy it. Just be safe. I shall, and I hope everybody else does as well. All right. Well, thank you, Doctor. I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you. All right, so see, you can get outside, enjoy it this spring. Just be prepared. Use some of the bugger pounds on your clothes, not your skin. If you're going to use it, might as well use it the proper way. So that was Dr. Gail Ridge, Associate Scientist at the Connecticut Agriculture Experimentation Station. Wealth of knowledge down there. Check out their website. And if you have anything else you want to talk about, I know we usually highlight events and stuff like that outside, but if we're going outside this spring and summer, we need to be prepared, and that's why I want to talk to her about this. So if there's any events you want to talk about, you can email me at WTIC comments at entercom.com. That's WTIC comments at entercom.com. And remember, great things happen at home in Connecticut. Just make sure you're prepared. You've been listening to At Home in Connecticut, a public service project produced by WTIC News Talk 1080. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.